0: Hey everyone, welcome to tonight's show of Sex with Emily. My guest is Candida Royale. She's a true pioneer. She created the idea of erotica for women and couples so you can all improve your sex life and get turned on together. You're gonna love tonight's show. You know I'm obsessed with toys. I talk to you about toys all the time, but they're not just for women. Do you know that Fleshlight is the number one sex toy for men? I mean, wouldn't it be amazing? Imagine if you could feel the pleasure of having sex anytime, even when you didn't have a partner. Fleshlight is the most popular sex toy for men. It simulates the sensations of sex, and it was engineered to look and feel like the real deal. I've given one to like, all my guy friends are like, what, why do I need that? I've got my hand, and now they're like, can I get one for my friend? I'm like a dealer of fleshlights around my office. I swear to God, you guys will love it. You should check it out. It is, um, you can also check out the Fleshlight Stamina Training Unit. It helps you practice lasting longer and becoming a better lover. And you'll experience some pretty mind-blowing orgasms. And it's funny because I've been talking about this a lot. I'm getting hundreds of emails from people. And you all want to buy it. and You're all enjoying it. So please check it out. Go to sexwithemily.com and click on the Fleshlight banner now. Go to sexwithemily.com or slash Fleshlight or click on the Fleshlight banner. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Because when you're at sexwithemily.com, you can do so many things. We update the website every day. We have all the podcasts there. easiest way to listen to them is to subscribe on iTunes. We do two shows a week, and you should sign up for my mailing list. I've been told I don't want to brag, but I I give pretty good email. So I send you emails, give you information. And um, improve your sex life and your relationships, which is what I know you all want. And also you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all sex with Emily. And also you can send me your questions, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So I have a few exciting announcements to make. And I'm here with Anderson tonight before what I introduce my yo. amazing guest. How you doing Anderson? What up?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm really good. Just got back from Michigan.
1: How was that? Were you yeah. just flying out and just passing out flashlights left and right Exactly. I yeah. was.
0: You can't believe. It's My suitcase—it was 54 pounds. I came home; it was like only 42 pounds. It's like hi, I 10 mom. Ten pounds of sex toys. Hi, dad. Here's a flashlight. Exactly. And I brought home my candles. I brought home text sex toy for my sister-in-law. My niece found it. The rabbit.
1: You're very funny. You're like a sexual Santa.
0: I am a sexual. I am the sexual Santa to everyone I know. That's like my purpose. I think I'm pla- my trunk <laughs> instead I'm like of a reindeer. Dealer. What do you have? You know how guys sell you like, like sliding on a loop? You know, how there's those guys who sell like the fake purses out of their trunk. Like I, people come to my trunk and I've got like sex toys, but they're all I mean, real. But they're not fake. But they're fake dicks. They are fake dicks. They're not necessarily. They're not Gucci dicks. dicks, They're not Gucci. That's true. Um, But it was a good time, and I have lots of exciting announcements to make too, coming up soon about some new business stuff I have going on in Michigan, which is great. And also, everyone, I want you to um, check us out on iTunes. If you like the show, I would love if you would just go to iTunes and review us. It would be awesome. You know, tell us what you think of the show and all that stuff.
1: One, ones and fours is always what I say. Either hate it or love it. Don't think that's okay. Anderson, five's Anderson. Five. Oh, ones are fives. I'm sorry. If you ones or do
0: Don't listen and turn this off right now. But if you love me, stop
1: masturbating. I think anyone who hates this show, they're probably just masturbating and then they they I feel know. guilty afterwards. And but then what that's why.
0: People who hate shows, I'm like, change channel. Don't listen. Don't download yeah, it. Yeah, it's
1: like when it's on iTunes. When it's a podcast, yeah, it's not I like, don't like don't it's on your it. dial. It's not well, like I we're. Care. Yeah, it's like it should not be on iTunes. I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about like my podcast. People say that it's like, is it in your way? <laughs> like, how is it?
0: <laughs> there's like a million iTunes. There's a million podcasts. People friggin' relax. Okay, I I'm start talking to my wonderful, beautiful, lovely guest here. I've heard so much about it's Candida Royale. Hi, Candida.
1: Hi, Emily.
0: I'm so glad we are making this happen because it's yes. been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. <laughs> I know. And so, if you don't know, um. Candida Rail is, is is a pioneer in, in many ways because I've been studying you now. Since I know you, I mean, I've always known about you, known your work, but like really you've fascinating things that you've done, things that are coming up for you. And um, one of the first things I was thinking about that was important is because one of the reasons you're a pioneer is because you you truly invented the couple's erotica. I mean that really didn't exist before you, yeah. and it's you know you make films from a female perspective, but that couples can often you know they can watch and enjoy together, which right. I think is is amazing, and I think that that porn has become so confusing right now for men and for women and for couples. And, and the thing with men is, you know, these days they do so much of their porn watching and hiding and they do with shame and the women are hurt and confused and they're turned off by their partner's porn watching habits and right, they feel assaulted right. by some of the things their partners are watching and they're distressed because my yeah. partners want me to look and act a certain way. I mean, you know all this and this is why you created it. But this still goes on yeah and so yeah. and and you know women believe that you know if, if he's watching porn that you know that I should look that way but I thought we were having great sex right, right. and then it feeds into women's insecurities right. about body image and insecurities the and the infidelity above. and it's mm-hmm. challenging they can't and understand men's
1: insecurities it. too exactly they feel like they have to they're going to be compared with these guys with huge things exactly and, you know.
0: every guy I know thinks they have a small penis now yeah. and the guys yeah. I've been with like, "No, your penis is no it's small right. do you watch porn I'm like come on people yeah. right it doesn't help anybody and I always no. I always I always tell people. Well, you know, guys write in. My, my girlfriend's mad at me. Or girls write, and mm-hmm. women write in. I say, watch together. Yeah, watch together. Yep. Learn together. Find some porn, and I always say, female friendly porn. And we're like, well, what does that mean? And so, I mean, I know you We have a lot to talk about today. But I would love to talk, to talk, you talk to me about Femme Productions, which mm-hmm. you started, which was. In 1984 you started it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. talk to me about how you started that and and how what your vision was and how you implemented all that stuff. Yeah, it was it was so kind relevant. of bizarre
1: really because I was really, you know, I had been in movies. Right. For so a you few born, years, right? I was a porn How star. many years were you movies? Only five years, okay. and I only did about twenty-five features. If you look at my my bios, or not my bio, but if you look at other people's list of movies I was in, it makes it look like I did like you know five hundred movies. Right? But it's just people like you know taking scenes and inventing new movies. Exactly. You know. It's, it's so creepy. And so I really only did about twenty-five features, and um, and then I. I realized that I was really conflicted about it, you know, like, oh, I was in porn. And, you know, so I, I wanted to make sure that I was okay about it. So I did all this soul searching and, and research and blah, 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 and went into therapy. And And the irony is that this whole period of soul searching that was supposed to put closure and put Candida Royale to, to rest really just got me thinking about, well, you know, it's really, I really came to terms with it. I. I Decided that there's nothing wrong with performing sexually for other people to enjoy watching, as long as everything is consensual and it's right. all respectable and it's safe for sex and all that stuff. Um, but what really bugged me the most was that there was no women's voice. That you know, these movies were basically being sold on women's backs, but there was you know no it was all interest. About the men. Right. It was all about the men and it's all supposedly male fantasy. Not and a lot of men didn't even care really care for it, and so. It got me to thinking, like, gee, you know, I mean, it was sort of the perfect storm. Everything came together at the right time. It was now we're talking about mid-'80s. And um, because of the women's movement, women felt the uh, permission to go explore erotica. But there was nothing out there for them. Right, And um, and now all and men were curious. They wanted to watch it with their partners. And now there was home video all of a sudden and cable TV. And there was a safe place for women to watch. So I thought, you know this would be so interesting. You know, what would a woman's movie, what would a woman-friendly movie look like? And, you know, and so it really got me to thinking, like, right. like I what would you of, want to see? Yeah, what would I want to see? And the, to me, the thing that needed to change the most was the sex. You know, I didn't want to just take some some silly soap opera plot and then put the same right. old boring formulaic sex to it. Right. And so that's what really had to change the most. So that's really what happened. I got really curious and now we had the venue for a safe place for women to watch so um so you created the where were you living? At? were you in San Francisco? No, was I was already back in New York by then. Okay. I had spent almost ten years in in California okay. but by this time I'd come back to New York
0: okay, so now were you so how did you figure out what it is that women want like I mean, you're a woman, obviously, but did you write the scripts or did you
1: you yeah, did I did. Well, I partnered up with this woman, um, Lauren Nemi, at the time. We did the first three movies together. We created Fem Productions. At the time, I was married to this fabulous um, Swedish guy whose family were very successful in film production and distribution over in Sweden. Okay. And, um and his father thought that our idea was just brilliant, and he offered to put up all the money as long as I found a distributor. I didn't even have to look for the money; it was wow, so meant I mean, to happen. Right, never yeah, happens. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. And so, um, so we started out. Really, she wanted to be the director, and I was the producer and the writer of the scenarios. And we started out really simple. The first few movies were like Femme, *Urban Heat*, *Christine's Secret*, and they were really mostly beautiful visuals, original music, and I thought, you know, these people look great. they know how to be erotic. Let's not give them big lines to to recite right. and and so that's really so yes, I actually came up with So give me an example this like the first,
0: so when we cuz I always say like well, we, I'm like what's the difference? I'm like, well, they have a plot. You know, women <laughs> want a plot. They want they want a storyline. They don't want to just walk in and see people having sex and like the the calm shot and all, like, we're Right. Not into, right. We, we need, you know, so so your films are more I mean, how could you say Well, they're more plot-driven, the but, yeah. but
1: it's also context. I think women want a context. Right, they want to know the character. Yeah, yeah. like why are these people here and what would this particular couple do together and why? Right. You know, I like to use three daughters. My first, that was my fourth movie, and that was really the one that put us on the map. And it was this lovely coming-of-age story about a young woman having her first love affair, her first sexual experience, within the context of the whole family. She has two older sisters. And even the parents, um have this very erotic, wonderful uh, scene of rediscovery together. That was my dear friend, Gloria Leonard, um, who played the mother. And I mean, they were gorgeous parents. and, and, um, And so I always give it as an example because- like, I would really talk to the actors and say, this is who you're playing, and, you know, I want to see the kinds of things these people would really do, um, and I don't want it to be the same old, like, no matter what kind of scene you were doing in typical porn, she's playing a virgin, but meanwhile, the first thing she does is drop to her knees right. and swallow him up, you yeah, know? Yeah, how did she do that, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Virgin, sure, you're a virgin, right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the scene that Heather, the young daughter, virgin, has with her first lovely boyfriend is quite different, it's very tentative. I wanted her to be shy and kind of passive and let him lead the way, right. whereas the scene between the oldest sister is really kind of racy and oh, you, know, so you kind of had it all yeah yeah right. I, uh, exactly right. It was an opportunity cr- to show all kinds of sex play right exactly you know? okay. so it was great and and in fact, I have to just uh, say that asect actually promoted it for po- for um endorsed it for promoting positive sexual role modeling right because you and th- yeah. It
0: is it is positive sexual role. Now, it how is. would you I mean it is Okay, so what about porn? Today? I mean, not a lot of positive sexual role modeling, going, role modeling going on today.
1: Mainstream porn has gotten hard as ever. Word. It's shocking. The tube channels. I mean, and
0: that's yeah. where kids are learning today. I know, and it's I so know. upsetting. That's what I'm always it telling. Really and, but that's just all they can find, and it's free. I it's know. on their phone, and so I. Don't, and they
1: think that's what sex is about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You should
0: not. I mean, I have a lot of young. I mean, I have people of all ages listening, but I always say it's okay if you get turned on, fine. But technically, there that is not. How, how you should learn no, to have sex. It's
1: really no. He's nowhere near
0: a clitoris. He's pounding away. No, you know, I say I this know. all the time. So, yeah. so I think that you know, you did great
1: work, and also um, having therapists use. Yes. How do they use yes. films
0: with couples? Explain well,
1: that um, you know, it's like my good friend Patty Britton sitting here watching us record. Uh, she uses my my work when she when she coaches couples, and um, I think it's really that you want if it's if it's uh, appropriate. Um, You want to suggest something for couples to view together that makes them feel comfortable, that is not going to frighten anyone, is not going to turn off anyone, that isn't making the woman feel like she's going to be measured next to that person. And that um, shows couples... Making love in a way that is really communicative and tender and playful and fun and creative. Not just the same old guy walks in, right. drop to your knees, blah, And blah, then blah, do
0: you – so are other people making these kind of films? today? So like what films would you – if people listen to other like, what films should I watch? Do you recommend your films? And then what other films do you think – who do you think is doing this today? Because I always – I always say go to good good vibrations. We work right. with them a lot. They have like an after dark series. You know, they have they You can buy minutes
1: to them. They have good films right. and stuff. And right. I love good right. vibes. But I mean, what do you? What do you? Well, you know, I think that um, Tristan Tarmina's uh, line is interesting, mm-hmm. where she brings uh, porn stars in and they just do their own thing, right? And uh, Nina Hartley did a really nice how to line, but um, and there's some what what we used to call edutainment f- uh, films that that are like sex therapists. Hosting and taking people through scenes. But honestly, I really think some of the more interesting new kind of stuff is coming out of outside of the United States there's some wonderful right. um, European filmmakers women filmmakers you know like I'm interested in distributing the work that other women direct Right.
0: so you're still running the company or yes still, I still okay, run right. fan and productions buy, right okay fan yeah. productions
1: so like I have um, a couple of Petra Joyce movies she's a German yeah. filmmaker from out of um, the UK um, I think that um, Erica Erica Lust does really beautiful yeah. work and also there's another woman Anna Brownfield 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 um who is out of Australia, who does really great work. Okay, and these are all on
0: your site? People can find them?
1: Well, no, not Uh all. They're not all on my site. Certainly Petra's is, but I am going to produce links that people can find these movies okay because
0: i was going to give out your site but right now we're also talking about your film today but is there exactly candida royale is your candida
1: (laughs) royale.com is my site two l's and an e
0: two l's and an e exactly And this (laughs) you can find this all on uh, sexwithemily.com as well um okay that's that's good so when we talk about like sex positivity and 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 sexual role modeling and all and and all that do you think that um um do you think that like how can people do you think like, what do you think is happening today with women? Like, how can we help women become more, and, and men become, well, mostly, let's talk about women first. Um, how can we help women, you think, become more, feel more, you know, better about their bodies, about sex, their own sexuality, and, and taking charge of their own, you know, pleasure? Like, I talk about a lot on the show, that so many of us are raised that it's about the male, and still, that still goes on, especially if they're watching porn today. You know, how can yeah. we
1: well, help I them think, feel
0: more comfortable and empowered in their sexuality?
1: I think that... Um, You know, I address a lot of this, and I'm not just doing a shameless plug here, but I think that my book really addresses it, How to Tell the Naked Man What to Do. Oh, I was going to come to that Um, next. How
0: to Tell a Naked Man What to Do. I... Love First of all, I love the title. And I was going <laughs> to yeah, be like, well, what do you tell a naked <laughs> man? So tell me, tell me about how to tell a naked man
1: what to do. Is yeah, it book and you buy the, on Amazon or your website? You, or, can get, you can go right to my website and go to Amazon. Okay. There. I love the title, and, by the know, way. It's really fun. Yeah. And, and it's kind of facetious, but it's true. And the purpose of the book is what I thought was there's a million how-to books out there. But if you're not comfortable about your own sexuality, nothing is going to help. Exactly. So my book basically takes you through. It's as if you're making a movie. And so it takes you through the process. of learning, discovering who you are sexually, becoming comfortable with who you are sexually, and then learning how to ask your partner for what you need. Because when I, I would say about 20 years ago I got involved with someone and and I really liked him, but the sex wasn't great. And I was telling a girlfriend, and she said, "Well, just tell him what you want." And I went, oh, "Tell him what I right. want." Even no, you, after I all this, this work, exactly, I know, exactly. I get it. I get it. I get and it. I realized, oh my god, if I feel that way, imagine how many women feel that way. You've been in porn, you've driven are here, but I can't imagine? tell. I yes, can't. I've been there too. Oh, and I'm like, oh my god, you I'm he upset can't read, read my
0: him. mind. Right? Oh, come on. We all expect men to be mind readers. Yeah. And I've even had women say, like, I just want him to know. I'm upset that he doesn't know. He's not experienced. How the hell are they going to exactly. know cuz every woman is different so, so you talk a lot about so this So I
1: try to help women get in touch with their sexuality what it is through they really like Yeah what comes what kind of fantasies or images come to your mind when you reach down and start playing with yourself You know I used to be really hung up about my my personal fantasies and, and I thought, oh, these are so politically incorrect. I was a feminist in college, right. you know. Right, You're like I can't and be thinking about a yeah, gangbang or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can't be thinking that this guy just made me have sex with him, you know, and because, you know, and that's only a fantasy. Right, it's that's a fantasy. The I reason. get it. Fantasies, it's, it, right. It's not that you really want that. And so. But it's the thing that gets you there. I always say that I think that rape fantasies are so popular with women because we're so hung up about admitting that we want sex right. that that we have to pretend in our minds that, oh, he's making me. I have no say in this, so I might as well just that lay back a, and enjoy it. Right, exactly. You know, it's no, not I, that we really want to be raped,
0: fellas. No, we don't <laughs> want to be raped. And I always thought also or that, that, that that fantasy that we have of just being taken is because… You know, there's nothing like that feeling that, that he just has to have you. That that that, right. that we're the object yes. of desire, exactly. and that there's nothing like being ravished and wanted exactly. and desired, which is what, yeah. what women we want to be cherished and loved. Yeah. And if you know, in the and in the fantasy of a man just he can't take it anymore because exactly. you're so sexy and beautiful and can't keep and hot. his hands off of us. Right. That's and by point. the
1: way, men want that too. You know, men actually want to be dominated more than women do. Is, do actually sexually, that, the truth. Yeah, they, yeah. Do They, all they say really they don't, want dominated. They really want to give up the power and surrender.
0: I think it's just a lot yeah. of work. They're, like, exhausted, yeah. really. They're, like, really? I don't really have to think of the next move exactly. and the next move. They do like it. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, do you talk, so in the book, so you talk about women learning. So what are some, like, main takeaways, though, from the book you think that women – like, I understand understanding your own body and, right. and being able to communicate that. Right. But, like, give me an example. Like, let's walk through a scenario.
1: Well, like, you know, I actually walk them through setting up an encounter, like, you know, you're going to have your lover come over. And so I talk about, like, getting ready for the night, picking out an outfit, picking what kind of fantasy play do you want to play with. Um, I talk about lighting in the room, you know, and sexy lighting, what things make you feel comfortable. And, and then, you know, it really is, how do you let him know what you want? That is the hardest right. thing it's for right. women, you know. We're both like, saying that we've had a hard time. Yeah. Through, right This is so. Right. So, like, one of the things... I I say is always, like, say he's doing something you're not really into. You always want to start with a positive and then go on to make a suggestion. Right. Otherwise, he feels like he can't hear anything else you after know, that. Exactly. Shut down. Exactly. Shut down. So it's more like, oh, man, I just love how, how, how you're licking me. This is so great. Such a turn on. You know, could you, like, maybe just... Do it a little more this way. Right. You know. So it's like As opposed to to the left, to the left, right. Exactly. You're not directing traffic. Exactly. Exactly. So so Uh, we have to be sensitive. Men are brought up to think that they're supposed to know everything. They're the great, you know, teachers. And and so they're very sensitive. They're very insecure about that. And so exactly and he needs to be able to take hints from her and not get all uptight about it. Right. Exactly,
0: and not be like offended. That I doesn't mean you're a bad lover, you know. So, how do you think that um, the years that you've been in, um, in, in in the business now? I guess for how many years, like 20, 30 oh, years? Oh God, I 30, can't I'm even trying to think of how well, long time for long time. So <laughs> long time. How, let's just say long time. <laughs> so, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. What uh, you know? I mean, how do you think it's changed? Like, do you think? Do you think it's kind of like everything? Everything. When everything changes, we're like, "Oh, it used to be so much better." But I, I really, how, what do you see as the change being now, from then well, to now?
1: Well, the thing that that I'm kind of upset about is um, is that you know when I when I was a feminist, one of the big things was that we wanted equal time in the bedroom, and men really did want to listen to us, and they wanted to be really good lovers for us. And now, what I see happening is a lot of young women um, making themselves popular by being great in bed right. without any focus. Focus on what they want exactly, and that is really a concern, right? And then and the porn doesn't 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 show that. Porn does not help exactly. Does it doesn't help. help at all. I, I absolutely hear that. So
0: okay, so now you are working on a film.
1: Yes. Correct? Yes. About I also which, just wanted to say real quick uh, that I, in the middle of that, I also started my natural contours line, oh, which you was look, really a great one. Okay, adventure. tell me about that. It was,
0: wait, okay, your toy line. Yes. Okay. Yes. You started that when? Did you? That was it? in
1: 1999. We were actually the They're first. They're beautiful. People. I looked them on your site. Yeah. I haven't seen them in, in person. You know, and I'm so crazy. I realized I should have brought you some. I know. I'm, so, I'm going to send you I would have given out my trunk. Yeah. Just I would have kept them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send I you wouldn't to paddle them on the street. Um <laughs> uh, but tell me about your line. Well, it was really exciting because we really were the first ones to come out with what's become this huge mainstream industry. Um A vibrators? A vibrators. Yeah, my my uh, a Dutch industrial designer, um, approached me saying that um, he had this idea why can't we make vibrators that are more artistic more discreet more beautiful more economically correct and that women can feel comfortable owning right because back in 99 it was still just nothing but veiny big veiny cocks exactly and and the rabbit you right know, exactly. and the rabbit and, like
0: the porn are on you the know, box and
1: plastics and not all that. even hardly and it was just all the same thing and um, so I thought, what a great idea. Well, of course, actually, first I said, well, show me something. Right. And he sent me these prototypes of these beautiful, well, you see what they've become. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, just really... Something that women will feel comfortable the most we wanted to come up with something that even the most conservative, shy woman would feel comfortable right owning. they're really
0: right, so tell me about yeah. what are the best sellers Or tell me about some of them? The well,
1: the best seller um actually was our old which was shaped like a u. We were the first ones to create the one that wraps oh. around the pubic bone and stimulates the clitoris and the g spot right. at the same time, okay, I know so what that wrong. was our big seller. I won't
0: even say it your competition now, oh. <laughs> Oh no you know, name.
1: listen, yeah. everyone admits to us, thank you so much, we copied you. I really? Mean, well, I mean, that's everyone what happens copies when everyone else. I know. Yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah. So so okay. where can people buy natural contours? Go right
1: to my website. You, you, or you Royale. can just go to naturalcontours.com, you know, or candida dot com.
0: So did you how did you go about the process of so when did you when you
1: started the line in in the late nineties you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and we so, came out with the first three in ninety
0: nine. Wow, okay. Yeah. And so it was um you were the tester? Were you testing him? Were you like, this oh, sure. is the
1: one? Oh, yeah. I worked on shapes with him and names and colors. and Yeah, they're yeah, really beautiful. Definitely. So do you, um, yeah. did you use toys? Were you using toys? Have you always been a toy person? Not a big toy person. No, I wasn't really. My hand did just as fine a job, but I liked them, you know, right. and I wanted the option of using them. You know, I didn't find them attractive, really. And, right, they um, weren't then. I liked things that I could insert, you know, a lot, right? and um, vibrating just made it even more fun. Right. So so, and I think that also they're great. Like I try to, res- I tell women, look, you want to bring toys into the bedroom. You have to make men believe that you're not replacing them. Exactly. That it's for both of you to play with, and um, and that you know it's great fun to use while you're having sex. So like while he's entering you, we have some that just they're not phallic shaped. They sit on the pubic bone and they the stimulate the, clitoral, the clitoris right. while he's entering you. Or, Amazing. yeah, right. or he could be going down on you while while uh, inserting one of the other vibes right. in, like the G spotter. Like our other big seller is the um, the Liberté, and it's it's a lemon yellow color. It's real pretty, and, and in fact, we got a really great write up in Red Book of all places about it. And um, and it's great because it's very versatile. It it's it helps you find your G spot. Oh, God you knows can everyone use it needs on your it. clitoris. It's like you can do so many things with it. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll check that one. Out. It is yeah. true.
0: I mean, People don't, I mean, we talk about this in the show, but that people don't really understand that. And I think guys are coming around to it. Couples are coming around to it. But it is. It's like it's like it should be your new best friend. It's yeah. less work for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's more going on. And yeah. here's another secret, too. A lot of guys like the vibration, too. They yeah, think it feels great on exactly. their, their, their balls, wherever. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, let's do yeah. that again. It's just like like your couple's toy that you have. Yeah. You know, it's like that feels good. Exactly. They don't think so. So it's exactly. like once you try it. Like and I was saying, all these years I've, I've heard from people saying, like, I, my girlfriend wants to use it. I don't want to. But I've never heard anyone complain about it. Like they never say, right. like, that was right. the worst. First experience exactly. ever. I hated it. You
1: know? It was so funny. One time I was having uh, I, I was having sex with this boyfriend of mine, this really gorgeous hunky six foot <laughs> six guy. And and he pulls out one of my sex toys, you know, and like, oh, this is gonna get fun and interesting and I looked away from it, I turned back, he had it <laughs> up inside himself. It's he like, did? Oh. <laughs> he put it inside himself. <laughs> No way. I'm like, oh, this is very, this is becoming okay, very so, interesting. Right, right,
0: exactly. So what do you think about that? When you say men want to be dominated, do you think that a lot of men want to be anally penetrated
1: as well? I wouldn't go so far Statement. to say a lot because I think many don't they want to fear, admit it. Right. They're scared of admitting because it, they think silly things like, oh, it means I'm gay or exactly. something. Exactly. You know, but I think that. Um, a lot of men who are really comfortable with their sexuality and open to trying new things would like to feel what it's like to be penetrated. Right. And, and I'm always like, why it? not
0: try it once? If you hate it, you hate it, you don't like it. But exactly. like lots of lube. Go so it's another experience. Yeah, the woman
1: has to be very sensitive. Use a lot of lube. Just start with tiny little things, you know, not some big phallus, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. You got to start, s- yeah. start small. Yeah. Everything. Exactly. And lube. That's exactly. How I, that's
0: how I feel. So, um, okay. So now, and now, your film, which I watched a trailer yeah. to it, which is, it looks fascinating about your, about your life. And it is called, right here, While You Were Gone.
1: And the, untold the, the untold story of De Royale. Okay.
0: So, I mean, and you have so many stories. So the yeah. documentary, it's about your life. It's about your yeah. life. And, and, your and your we're still your working mom. on it. Okay, yeah, really? Because oh, the trailer looked amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, and you're doing it through Kickstarter? Are you still? Well, we had a Kickstarter um, thing going, you know, crowdfunding. And um, that was on for a month. And um, we did not raise all the funds that we were hoping to be we looking to raise a lot of money. And so instead we switched over and we now, if people go to um, While You Were Gone film, um, or they can even get to it through my website, um, we have a PayPal site that they can donate through.
0: Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, when we come back, i got a quick break from our sponsors here. We're going to hear more about that. But first of all, I need to talk about... One of my new favorite electronic objects is not a vibrator. It's actually the Nono Pro. Hey, removing hair. What a pain in the ass is it, right? Shaving and waxing and tweezing, I'm sure you've probably done it all, right? So the Nono Pro is amazing because the best way to remove unwanted hair which, which you have no pain, and you just use it over your body, and it zaps your hair, and it has, like, weeks and weeks of long-lasting results. And mm, I'm obsessed with it. Wow. I just sit at home, like, I got a hair there. I'll take it off. Ah. Um, it's for your legs, your arms, your face. Men can use it, too. You know how men sometimes say, like, oh, I don't want to get my back waxed, but we're going to go into a salon, But you can just do it at home or get your huh. neck or your chest. You, wherever yeah. you have hairs that you don't want them. It has no pain. The no-no pro i'm obsessed with it you will love it men and women you get a 100 per 100 uh, 60 day money back guarantee when you purchase it um you go to nonoemily.com that's nonoemily.com you also get a 50 dollar gift card to an award-winning skincare line and it's funny because when they sent me mine to try out I at first was like, you know, I, I tried it and then I got, I, I love the No-No Pro, but I didn't try the award-winning skincare line and I'm obsessed with the skincare line because it's like this tinted moisturizer thing that mm. is amazing. So anyway, oh. it's really cool. Go to nonoemily.com. No more like razors or waxing or any of that crap because you don't want to deal with it. Also, um, another thing I hear from friends every single day that they want to start a website. They're always like, I want to start a website. I want to start a blog. I don't know how to do it. It's very overwhelming. But now there's a new site called weebly.com. That's dot com. It's the coolest concept. So it gives you the freedom to create a great website for whatever you want. Any idea you any idea you have at all, you can implement it with a Weebly website. And Weebly.com truly stands apart because it's so easy. You can't believe how easy it is. You like drag and drop. It's like my, my five-year-old huh. niece could create a website with this. Um, you can create a high-quality site, a blog, an online store by yourself. You need zero technical skills. Like I said, you drag and drop. They have all these modern designs. It's like I, oh, that's I couldn't a great believe. It. Idea. I know they walked me through yeah. it. I'm like, because I was talking to my friend at home. He's like, oh, I really want to start a blog. I'm like, I, I could, we can set it up in five minutes. So huh. easy. So I mean, we all know that making idea. Uh, we all know that making an idea come to life is hard, but making a website for it should be easy. Create your free website today at Weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Okay. All right. All right. Let's talk about your movie. So your documentary is about your life and it's yeah. your Kickstarter campaign, but you're not doing that anymore so right, but they can find right. out. Okay. But Yeah, wh- so
1: like if you go to YouTube you'll see you can um just type in while you were gone the untold story of Candy Dwayne. it will come up with the trailer that you're talking about. And um I we're on Facebook we have a page for it while you were gone. And um you can find me on Facebook and so and we have a website while you were gone. And um and so now people can just donate through PayPal. Okay, And cool. we're at the stage where, um, I mean, basically it's... it's a story about it because yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a fascinating
0: story. And I actually, of course, I'm sure everyone wants to know what happens at the end, but you're not yeah, going to tell me. I'm like, maybe yeah. I'll ask her off air, but <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait to see it. But it's a search for your mother. Yes, yes. I mean, so there's lots of other storylines well, running through but
1: the, the deal is that I've done so many interviews I've been in so many people's documentaries but there are things that I never wanted to tell that I really wanted to only tell when it was right time in my own words and so there's things I wanted I wanted to share all the backstories between you know about my life about my career about being a pioneer in the industry but also the very deeply personal story of you know my mother left when I was 18 months old and I never really knew the truth. You know, why did she really leave? I knew what I, I was told growing up. And, um, and what were you told? Well, I was told that she was not a good woman. She didn't want us. She didn't love us. She abandoned us. And I always just thought, no, this, this just says you don't just leave. It was me and my sister, two uh, little baby girls. God. How you old know? was your sister? She was, um, my sister was probably, if I was 18 months old, she was probably close to five. And we also had a half brother who was older than us, mm. uh, from another father, so um I just knew there had to be more to this story, and I really wanted to know the truth and And I used to think about i I tried vaguely to find her a couple of times, but i didn 't have enough information, so I just decided that you know what about your dad did he he wouldn't He told me some things, but he's you know he 's gone now, okay, and uh, he died and you know the truth is that um, i'm i i talk publicly about the fact that i have cancer now so i've been dealing with cancer for the last 4 okay. years and it definitely makes you think about things differently i'm i'm i'm, I'm sure yeah. and i'm sorry
0: it seems like it's been particularly challenging struggle that you've had. I, know, I was reading something, I didn't know how much you wanted to talk about yeah, it, but yeah. where, and where are you at now?
1: Well, you know, I've done very well. Um, it's, it's a woman's cancer, ovarian cancer, which is aggressive, but I've done really well. I'm very strong. I've taken good care of myself so that I really am able to endure the treatments and um, you know, the it works very well, it knocks the cancer right out, but, but I, I don't get good long remissions. So I'm I'm constantly uh, going into so new treatments and stuff. But so you're always the doctor. I mean it's always it's yeah, ongoing. Yeah, but so, I'm doing great. But you, feel good. And I, mean, you look I do. I, beautiful I feel beautiful and great and good. vibrant, thank thank you. but yeah, but I still dance. I still dance. I know and you're and that's a dancer, important. I mean you dance,
0: you sing <laughs> you've done everything. Really. Yeah. And you were yeah. the cockettes, which I would love to talk to you about that too. Well, I'm a different, right? Yeah, you're,
1: I was I was with the original. I came in just after they um broke up, but I then went and worked with a lot of the original cut cuts okay. like uh Scrumbly and Martin Warman and Pristine Condition and all of those people, yeah. the Angels of Light. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you've done okay. Yeah.
0: So so now okay, so we were saying about your your film. So you've had yeah, cancer, so, so, so it's me obviously that brings up your entire life, like what yeah, you know, it's what like you want when am I going to
1: find out the truth about right. my mother? When, if not now, it's time to do this. I have to do this. So I went and I hired a detective. Wow! And now, when did you start this process? With the uh, last March. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so it's f- yeah. new. Okay, oh, yeah, this is all. Pre- so I'm still, of, yeah, I hired. Mean, you're in it still. Like I'm in still the journey. Okay, yeah. so you're still in the yeah. journey. So we don't yeah. know how it ends yet. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, so you
0: hired a detective, and yeah. what did you know? You said, "I all I know is that my mom." So what? Tell me a little bit. Well, I
1: mean. One of the wonderful things that I've learned from my, I found my brother, and I know Oh, you didn't, you weren't
0: connected with your brother no, anymore? Oh
1: no, I never, you know, we were taken from all of that, that whole family. My father took us when, you know, when my mother, my mother wanted to leave, she had to leave. And, um, and my father just wouldn't let her take us. And so we went with him, and you know, I always thought on the one hand, well, you know, this is admirable. Look how many men don't want anything to do with their children, and um, and he he apologized to me once, and he that he said that I knew she would probably take you back to St. Louis, where she was from, and I would support you, but I'd never get to see you, and. So I knew that he did it for good reasons, but I also really always suspected that it was for anger also and bitterness. And so um, I did learn that basically we were brought up in a pack of lies, my sister and I. She loved us. She wanted us. She was devastated, just like I always suspected. That's what you found out now.
0: But she had never reached out to you. Well, she
1: really was afraid to. And she just felt at a certain point you know maybe I'm bet- maybe they're better off I mean she did struggle for a while wow, I'm she sure had a lot of struggling. Two I mean that's yeah. got to be sort of that's like your sense of abandonment yeah. and dealing with that yeah. and like, I mean that's just Oh it's the worst thing I mean at 18 months old yeah. ironically that is exactly when the the um, th- the place where an infant is at that point is just starting to r- walk away from mommy you know venture away crawl away but looking back is mommy still there am I right. safe and at one point, I look back, and mommy was not there. Oh, she was God. never there again, and it's it's a horrible thing to grow up with. You basically feel that you were never good enough, right? For exactly, your own you blame yourself, right? Yeah, like kids with divorce yeah. or anything, yeah. you blame you yourself. You were unwanted, and,
0: but you don't even it's not even a conscious thing. I you know I used to think right. that people because right. like my parents got divorced or my dad died, you know, young, to I was nineteen. But but I you know you think you don't really think. But, it's not a conscious thing right. you just can't help but that's, it. that's right. where you go to because your exactly. mind doesn't know where to go to and then you live with that.
1: Exactly. And, and especially it permeates into all your relationships. Babies, exactly. exactly. it's so sad,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, especially Did your dad babies. ever remarry?
1: Oh yes, in fact my stepmother is um, thank God for her because I mean he took us to live with his mother my grandmother and that was a good thing it was a big Italian family and and I had a lot of relatives around I'm half okay. Italian, yeah, Got on it. my father's side and so um but it was sad because I would call all my aunts and cousins mommy. You know, it was like, well, where's my mommy? You know, and and, um, and I was really kind of lost. And a couple of times he stupidly, when my grandmother got ill, he stupidly put us in foster care. And that was really very oh, traumatic. God. Very, very traumatic. And so I was in such bad shape from that that my mother um, had, he was dating at the time. She had met me and she had fallen in love with me. And she said... Let's get these kids out of here. Let's get married and make a home. Mm. So she's in some ways the hero of right. the story, really. And um, But so he did remarry, and at least there was some stability there. It wasn't a perfect marriage, right. but, well, um, yeah, but not a perfect at least marriage. there was have some. You,
0: so you were married. You're not married now. I was married, you married yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, so, now, and you, um, so now you're working. So this is your main, you're working on the film right now. Yeah. And are you, is I'm it? I'm
1: also working on the book. Oh, you're writing I'm a book about to be the same story. The book also. And so, what
0: else is about your, are you talking also about your your life about in film and all the things yeah, you I mean, do you think, yeah, how much yeah. do you think that had an impact on your, obviously on everything, but unlike your chosen career path or working in, like how you got into porn? Like, can we talk about that? We always say, yeah. you know, like, I always, are, I mean, because I've had a lot of women, like, who are porn stars now, for example, on the show. And everyone's just like, oh, they were abused. They were, everyone's got these theories. But a I lot know. of them are like, right now, but it's like, but do you think that's true? Because there's a lot of them like, no, I really chose to do it to make money. Now right. you have know, these college girls right. who are like, yeah, I could be a waitress, but I'm going to do a webcam. Yeah, you know, exactly. But, but what do you think? I mean, do you think that was part of you trying to get, lo- you know, trying to find love, well, or th- just I, being more
1: open and free spirited? What do you think it is? I, I think nothing is ever black or white, or for one reason. And so um, it's a lot of grays. And um, I think on the one hand, I came of age during the so-called sexual revolution. It was a very different period you know um, people were having experimental sex all the time and and it was it was not as yeah, there was no killer disease out there for having sex it was a very different time and so a lot of people went into the business thinking this was a great way to make extra money I, I was doing a lot of underground theater I was doing my art I was singing in jazz clubs I didn't want to worry about making a living at the stuff I loved doing and so um, I always say that I went into porn to support my art habit, you right. know. And, but at the uh, on, on the other hand, I did come to realize that um, on the downside, we went through a pretty rough time in my home life when I got to my teens. And my father was a very, by that time, very unhappy man. And he basically took it out on my sister and I, and mm. especially me. I was still living at home. And he was so bitter and so angry that I couldn't do anything right. Mm. And I was this really wonderful daughter. I was a good kid. I I wasn't wild. I wasn't running in the streets. You know, I wasn't having sex with anyone. I didn't even have sex with my firstborn until I was eighteen. Right. And, you know, and um yeah, and I just I did everything I was talented I was going to specialized art high school in college I was a good girl hey. and I never got any support from him he was he was by that po- time he was cruel to me um and shut so shut down yeah he just was- shut down and so nothing I could do seemed to get his love and um and at the same time I was sexually assaulted I fought the man off in the woods when I was very young and So all these weird messages, like, I think the message that came to me is that the only way to get attention is through being sexual. Right. Which I think, and that I think that a lot of women still feel that way. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that I subconsciously put that into my, my way of thinking that no matter what I did, how talented I was, how smart I was, what a nice girl I was, it wasn't enough, that the only thing that really made a man want you is if he was sexually he sexually right. desired you and I do think that that um, was part of why I went into porn you know it's like it
0: felt like oh I'm desired and I'm, I'm well, having sex well it's like so.
1: you, you you, If it's if it's daddy's love you're looking for you try to find it by screwing as many men as you can but it's never enough because right. it's not daddy right exactly you know? god so true yeah I've been through that. Not as a porn star, but as my
0: dad dying and all that stuff, yeah. I totally understand the daddy yeah. issues. Like, had therapy, you work on a lot of women, you know, that people always ask me, like, does it, does, is it really about women's relationship with their fathers that's going to dictate their
1: relationships? I mean, not wholly and completely. Like, again, nothing's black right. and white, but, right. you
0: know, but to a lot. A good,
1: uh, to a, listen, one of the first things I ask men uh, somewhere getting in the conversation when I start seeing them is, Oh, so what's, how, how about you and your mom? Are you close? Right. I always
0: ask that, too. My yeah. mom's like, if they yeah. hate their mother, they're mean to the waitress, uh, Like, get out of there. Out. No, it's <laughs> exactly. so true. That's the advice exactly. I've always gave me, and she's right. So It's almost a cliche, but unfortunately,
1: it's true. I know. It is
0: true. It is true. Well, good luck with your film. We're going to answer a quick email from a listener here. Yeah. I thought you could help me. Um, okay. Uh, thanks, everyone, for emailing me. I love getting your emails at feedback at sexwithemily.com. Hello Emily, my name is Tabitha. I am soon to be 22 years old and just recently I received a kidney transplant. I was born with an autoimmune disease. I admit that I felt weird about my body lately. About four years have passed since I got diagnosed and over the duration of those years my body started changing. My weight fell off pounds at a time. Every couple months a new scar was added to my collection. My body no longer feels like mine most days. I recently changed partners. I've noticed a slight increase in my energy and sex drive, but I still feel self-conscious. A few weeks ago, I tried the lingerie tucked away in my closet. Unused, my partners never seemed interested, and he loved them. His approval and reaction to me and that made me feel so incredible. I was sexy and confident. I felt desirable. That's what we're talking about. But I'm really interested in getting sexier, more interesting lingerie. I've been to a couple stores, but, but see a lot of similar things. I'm looking for something different. I'm also a very feminine person. When it comes to delicates, I enjoy lace and silk, but I feel so small and childlike. Looking, uh, being four ten doesn't help. I just want to feel like a sexy woman. Do you have any suggestions where I might look, or any advice on how to keep things interesting in the bedroom? Thanks, Tabitha. Wow. Yeah, that's an intense story, right? That yeah. she's going through all this right wow. now. I Good mean, for her. I yeah,
1: mean she's she's working at it. And yep. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, and she said that that this this new partner. He's is, into it, yeah. He's interested in her in, in the lingerie.
0: Right, in the lingerie. I mean, I think you just go around. I mean, I love Bocce lingerie. I always talk about Bocce. They um, just did a contest where they gave away it's really reasonable. It's uh, mm-hmm. Bocce.com, and they have a lot of stuff there that's sexy. But honestly... It's not about, I think you just have to go in what makes you feel good. There's so many exactly. different things. That, so what makes you exactly. feel sexy? It's not even just going to be laundry. It could be costumes, dressing right. up, being That's playful. Right. And I would, yeah. you, know, you want to spice things up in the bedroom. I always think it's fun to, to play dress up. Obviously, you Absolutely. like feeling sexy. So is there any other right. costumes or things
1: or fantasies that you and partner have? And don't get have? stuck in any one place. Right. You know, this is obviously a great trigger they have found. You know, it's funny, right. We, we have Dr. Patty Britton sitting right here. She right. probably would have I the best day. I can't wait but, for Patty to yeah, be on the show. Yeah. But, but um, I just would caution anyone to not get too stuck in one place either. That it's great that the lingerie is opening the door, but, but keep it going. You know, right. great. Play with the That's lingerie. That's how you keep it interesting. Maybe go to costumes, you know. But then exactly. don't forget to also remember what's really pulling you together which is being together, right. looking into each other's eyes, touching each other, being sensual. Don't don't only focus on the lingerie. Like, okay, let lingerie open the door. Exactly. Well, she then, said, how do we keep
0: it more interesting in the bedroom? Yeah. So I would say, again, like we started out saying, you know, communicate about what you need yeah. sexually. Yeah. Because, again, she went through, she's been, Tabitha's been going through, you know, some insecurities with her body changing. And so I know, I understand that yeah. your partner is making you feel very desirable now, but you still have to feeling yourself even if your partner goes away Tabitha, we want this feeling to stick with you that you are beautiful, woman, sexy inside and out. It's about you. Yeah. And so keep working on, you know, help, you know, learning your own body, what makes you feel good, communicating with your partner. It sounds like you guys are on a really good track right now. And so just to, you know, to keep interesting, I'd say just keep communicating and, yeah, mixing it up. You don't want it to be all.
1: You know what I would say also? She should be sure to look at this movie. I just watched it. It was that movie. um, What was it? It's uh, called. It's a one-name movie. It was about the guy who was like the real playboy. Julian Moore was in it. I'm so bad at movies. Um, we were just talking about this today. I don't, it just I don't, came I out like work. about a year ago. And it has a one oh, – I wish I could remember. Anderson, it, we need you for a movie. Yeah. He's a movie podcast. Yeah, the one the, the, the one that Julian Moore is in. And it's the young guy who is like the real Lothario. He's like – he goes to the disco. He picks up women all the time. Sunshine. Huh? Don John. John, John Juan Don, Don Juan Don Juan. Juan. Oh yeah, yeah. Don John? it's Don. It's Don John. Yeah, Don yeah. John. That's it. Don John. Thank you. But it's you. uh, it's uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, but it's also Julian Moore because that's the older woman that he gets involved with that teaches him. Oh and yeah, opens I forgot him all up. about her. Yeah, yes. because it's exactly what I'm talking about. It's that um, he had to learn. He was looking to really connect with a woman, but he had to learn that to really have great sex and connect with someone means to. Be together to look into each other's right. eyes. Remember, that's who you're. That to touch each other. She should look at that movie. Okay, Don John. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Good intimacy. Watch that. Yeah. Because
0: after we're couples together, they stop looking into each other's eyes. They stop yeah. kissing. All that stuff yeah. goes away. And that stuff is all cornerstones to right. keep keeping exactly. the sex alive. You're on. absolutely so right. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, okay. That's all we have time for. Thank you oh, for being on the show, thank Candida. This you. is great. It's been. wonderful. I'm so happy to meet you and thank everyone. Just to support all your work. So it's Candida Royale. That's R O y-a-l-l-e dot right and then the website for your movie you want to go to the Facebook page
1: either go to my site they'll if they go to my website it'll get them to everything while you were gone the untold story of Candida Royale okay got it thank you so great to have your
0: show and thank you everyone for listening to Sex with Emily was it good for you email me feedback at sexwithemily.com a car can be such a stressful experience. But True Car is changing car buying forever. TrueCar actually helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. And that fear is the worst. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. So, when you're ready to buy a car, you just gotta follow these three easy steps that if you want to save money. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for then register at truecar.com to see upfront pricing information and then you lock in your savings third step totally simple all you do is you print out your true car savings certificate and then you take it to the true car certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience who doesn't want that some features not available in all states and every day truecar.com users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings save time save money and and never overpay. Why would you do that? Visit truecar.com today. That's truecar.com.